Hey there, it's JVL on The Secret Show with Sarah Longwell today. We talked about Biden and Trump both going down to the border. We talked about uh, Mitch McConnell and the Supreme Court decision. And then we did this weird digression and talked about the Coen Brothers movies. And then we went back and talked a little bit about George Conway. It's, it's kind of a journey. Here's the show. I want to talk about really dark, depressing stuff. Uh, but you I told want to you, talk upbeat about happy show. Things. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's do an upbeat show about Joe Biden going down to Tejas to talk about the border. And he, he did not wear camo stuff to pretend that he was a cosplay Border Patrol agent the way many Republican senators do now. Joe Perticone, thank you for doing that yesterday in Press Pass. That was outstanding. You, did you see that? Yeah. That's Joe Perticone so is our uh, like secret weapon. He's yeah. just a gem. He's he's amazing. Um, and, uh, and Trump was there, too. And Trump did this speech where he had the head of, I believe it was the Texas National Guard. I could be, don't quote me on this. Standing behind him while he gave this angry, very political speech, which I have to say is incredibly improper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is not quite at the level of Mark Milley walking with Trump across Lafayette Park, but it's bad. And saying, you know, stuff which some people are saying is racist, talking about people who you can't even let in people here who don't even speak languages. Like, racist, but also incoherent, right? Only It's only racist if you ascribe some coherence to it, because it is, it sounds like the rantings of a deranged mental patient. Mm-hmm. Um and Joe Biden, on the other hand, uh, said, hey, Donald Trump, work with me to secure the border. Let Republicans pass this or hell, I'll join you. You know, I'll join me or I'll join you. You know, we got to we got to get policy done for America. Yeah. And one uh, of these guys is leading in the polls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but one of the reasons that guy's leading in the polls is because people aren't seeing enough of him. And uh, also because they're not seeing enough of our current president. And I'll tell you, this is why I wanted to talk about this, because this is the good stuff. This is the split screen we need. We need more of this. Joe Biden showed up. He wore a hat. He didn't wear camo, but he did wear a hat. He looked like a normal guy, uh, ready to talk to the border people and uh, give a very normal uh, speech. And like you said, he called on Donald Trump to join him. I loved the like, or I'll join you. I don't care how this gets done. That... That's the good stuff, man. He's starting to post some W's. And uh, Donald Trump, on the other side of it, yes, sounding like, um, did you just say an escaped mental patient? Because I think that's correct. Uh, right? Like, it's only racist yeah. if you if you go in and edit it for clarity. <laughs> right. Because if you don't edit it for clarity, then there's no racism to it. It's just incoherent. Right. Uh, and so there is, like, Joe Biden singularly like you just look at him he does look old but if you do the split screen and it this is going to be a contest election he looks normal he looks like an old normal guy who you're like okay but not this other lunatic what is he even talking about and i i they have the 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 offense on the and here's the thing joe biden that joe biden should be the beginning of a train every democrats republicans have been going to the border like coyotes like people ready to lead <laughs> other you know, they like crawl through the bushes and they like yeah wear camo and take pictures with everybody you don't have to be like that 
but go down there. Uh, everybody, everybody who wants to be president someday on the Democratic side, you want to run in 2028, go down to the border and demand that Republicans pass the bill that Joe Biden has put on the table. Demand that Mike Johnson bring the bill to the floor that funds Ukraine, funds Israel, and funds the border. Okay, this is this is where you win offense moments, and so you don't. And this is this is the message I want to Democrats, if you're listening, relentless. Okay, one thing from Joe Biden is good. It is not enough. It is not enough. But I think just. This is um, so one of the moves that the Trump team did. I'm going to go back a little bit against DeSantis that I was like, man, he's got a real team on this is when DeSantis came to D.C. to try to rustle up some congressional support and endorsements. Donald Trump's team used that day while he was in D.C. to announce a slate of local uh, endorsements from the from the Florida legislature for Donald Trump and not Ron DeSantis. And it was such a kneecap moment. It just it just was an embarrassment for DeSantis while he was trying to make his case here in D.C. And uh, and that was a that was like a good tactical move. The Biden team knew when Trump was going to be at the border and they said, we're going to go the same day. And that was a good tactical move. Don't go the day after. Don't go a different day. No, same they, day. They ought to be, they ought to be in every city Trump is in the day that Trump is in it. Go. Go fight. This is, any, is anytime Trump holds an event somewhere, Biden ought to be across town. Because again, the split screen of them is one guy is a little bit slow, but is a normal human being saying things which are, you know, sentences which you can diagram and talking about policies that are broadly popular. The other is the escaped mental patient. And let Trump, here's the thing, they're scared to do it because Joe Biden can't fill an arena the way Donald Trump can fill an arena. But don't try to compete with yeah, that. Don't do that. Okay? Don't give a speech. Have him in front of voters. Go, have him like walking yeah, downtown. Shop floor. With a, yeah. Shop floor, arms around people. Call somebody a lying-faced yes. dog pony soldier or whatever. Dog-faced lying pony soldier. Yeah. And Don't put and him do behind it. a podium. Put him, no. put him literally on the ground with people. Because you know what Joe Biden likes? People. Joe Biden likes people. Yep. He's very unlike Trump. Like Trump likes mass adulation. Mm-hmm. Biden just like, you know, that that's where he's he's like a real politician in that way, right? That's yep. the mark of of every real politician is that they gen they're not faking it. Yep. They genuinely like people and they want to help people and they get energy from being around people. And you know what? The Republicans try to paint Joe Biden's kind of touch touchy feely way as creepy. It doesn't work. I will say, like, of the things at all. the things that don't stick to Biden are is stuff like that. People think Biden is a genuinely nice person who likes other people, and you should showcase that. Um, yeah. And you should also showcase him interacting with people because the the behind a podium when people are like, "Well, that looks presidential," that's true, but like, also that is where he tends to look a little bit weaker because he just doesn't fill the space the way you want him to. He's a tall guy. When he stands with people and he puts his arm around them, people can put themselves, voters can put themselves in those people's shoes and think, yeah, he seems all right. Yeah, look, he's there hanging out with that person. Remember when he was in Florida after, I forget which disaster, you know, and you have like the 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 pictures of DeSantis like skulking around. And Biden is standing there with people who who look like they just walked out of a Trump rally. And they're laughing with him and he's hugging them. And, you know, like they've got their leather vests on and their full sleeve tats. And Biden just loves them. 
He loves him some people. Uh, Yeah. No, it was good stuff. I do have one question for you. Yeah. I don't want to impugn the good character of the people. Mm. It does strike. And I'm just asking questions. I'm not making any declarative statements. I'm just I'm just putting something forward for you to react to, Sarah. Okay. Is it possible that what some significant portion of the electorate wants, maybe this number is 10%, maybe it's 45%, maybe it's 50%, is somebody doing the the Archie Bunker from Queens like, you know, they don't even speak languages. Because that's that's kind of the way they do view the immigration thing. They don't think at all about labor pools or social services, strains on safety nets or anything. Really, the way they think about it is in the Tucker Carlson. Yeah, they're dirty. They don't speak my language. Yeah. And and here's the thing. So I, I do think some people think that. I also think lots of people don't think that way. And I think that a lot of Republican voters, they say this thing that I think when you hear it, it sounds, if you know a lot about immigration, uh, you're sort of like, okay, I can explain to you why this isn't so easy. But like, they say, I want, I like, I think immigrants should come here. My family, and this, a lot of people say this, like, I'm, I'm married to an immigrant, or my family came here at XYZ time, but they want people to come the right way. Mm-hmm. Okay, the right way is is a is a thing you hear all the time from voters. And what they mean is like, they don't want an unsecured border. And I gotta tell you, bro, That's not an unreasonable position. Now, they don't realize, I think, that oftentimes to become an American citizen the right way, um, it can take, you know, 18 years or like just an uh, now that but that's not a reason for people to come illegally over the border. And I think that for what Joe Biden, what he needs to do. um, And and while I think this conversation really should be like in a good, healthy political environment, you'd be talking about immigration reform and funding more border patrol agents, funding more judges down there so you could expedite, um, you know, who should go back, who should be allowed in, who should have longer court dates. Um, Like right now, it's just there's a backlog. uh, And so it is chaos down there. Um, And so I think that Joe Biden, though, this is one of those issues where Democrats have ignored it too long. And now they're deeply vulnerable because people view it not as an immigration reform problem, but is it a border security crime and drug problem? If you listen to the way Republicans, when they when they talk about this often. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. They talk about the drugs coming over the border. And the thing is, is that in community, I don't, I never hear. It's not like I've ever heard one of my friends be like, yeah, fentanyl is a real problem in my life. Or like, I ex, you know, I know somebody who died of a fentanyl. Nobody here. You talk to voters in Ohio or in the middle of the country. They all know somebody who's died from fentanyl. And it is it is really and now are you gonna do you wanna say where fentanyl comes from? I uh I I I just want to say that once upon a time the answer to questions about the plague of illegal drugs was to simply just say no. Mm. And that yes. that was the conservative position was that we are for personal responsibility. You, you could just not take the fentanyl. Yeah, uh, people aren't taking. I mean, sometimes, yes, they some yes they are taking fentanyl, but I, also things are laced with fentanyl. Here's the no, deal. I understand. I understand. Okay. I'm, 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 being, I'm being a dick. Um, yeah. Uh, go ahead. I, I just, 
I, I think that Joe Biden does have to, and this is where I think the Democrats have been in a tough spot, um, is that they've got sort of a left flank that wants them to absolutely, uh, you know, not sound like Republicans on the border. Um, but if you listen to swing voters and even soft Dems, the number one reason, if people give Joe Biden really low marks, the number one reason why is immigration. And so uh, they got to work on this, like just as a political matter. Um, no, no, I totally and, and, agree. And that means saying, hey, we cannot have people uh, that were who we don't know who's in the country be in the country. Like they and, and they, I think having talking about it as a um, uh, like there, oftentimes I will be like, don't play on Republicans turf. Um, but this is sort of not one of those times. I think that he has to he doesn't have to demonize people. And he can actually I think he can sound different from Republicans and being compassionate and explaining to people why we're seeing a mass migration crisis, but also saying that as the president of the United States, he's going to make sure that the border is secure. Um, and uh, like he's just got to show that he cares about that because American people really care about it. Yeah, I, I guess my my larger point on this wasn't that like everybody in America is racist, but that the when Trump says like, you know, they don't even speak a language and stuff like that. I actually don't think it hurts him. No, like, I you think and I look right. at that and think uh, this guy is either a racist or no. What's the legal term? No Lolo Compass Mentis or no Compass Mentis or something like that. Um, I, I didn't go to law school, uh, but I could have. <laughs> and uh, but I think um, I don't think Trump pays any price politically for saying that because his people know what he means, and they're with him. Yeah, I think that's right. And that his people is a much larger number than most of us would like it to be. So I, no, I think, I do think that's right. And when you say, like, they know what he means, I think uh, that is so broadly true. Uh, And, and, you know, I just did a group, focus group of people who voted, uh, black voters who voted for Hillary Clinton, voted for Joe Biden, and are now leaning toward voting for Trump. Mm. And it was a pretty interesting you time. You found all to 10 do- of them. No, buddy. <laughs> no. Listen, the no, Democrats are freaking out about the slide with black voters. And uh, and it's not like a catastrophic bottom falling out, but the chipping away is real. And I was pretty interested to hear uh, how these voters talked about Trump. Um, and I got to say... You know, it was it was great because it was a great opportunity to talk right after and Trump had sort of come out and been like, black voters love me because I have a mugshot. Because I got indicted, too. Because I got right. indicted, too. And you think, man, that's so profoundly racist. Uh, how could that, how could black voters uh, find that not just repulsively racist? Well, I listened to these voters say, yeah, he's right. Uh, you know, like he knows what it means to have trumped up charges against you. And he's the first president I've ever heard talk about this person. The guy didn't say deep state. He said um, he was like the other layers that are there uh, to go after people or something like that. Uh, We're going to do an episode about this, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, So I just I think that that it is that one of the disconnects between sort of the D.C. discourse and not understanding why Donald Trump does well with voters uh, and like Hispanics um, and women. Like, how can he do well with these people? When, and I, I can't tell you how much 
the way we hear things is not the way these voters mm, hear them. I'm sure. I I am curious. Did it did did you try to tease out the disconnect between Trump's belief that all police are good and that police need to be allowed to do whatever they want to anybody they want to do it to? But also all prosecutors and the FBI are corrupt. And it's the deep state trying to frame them and set him up. Because that, uh, that is the dichotomy that he takes on law and order is that the laws are illegitimate, but the order part, you know, I'm, I'm winking. People can't see that on a podcast. It's real creepy. <laughs> right? The order stuff, the public order stuff is where he's he's down. And that should be... I mean, if you're a rational human being who has existed in the world, you should know that this is exactly backwards. It, you know, not all prosecutors are good people, and often prosecut- prosecutorial misconduct happens. But on the whole, if you had to, like, who is more of a rule follower as a as a profession? Is it law enforcement officers or or the the legal side of of law and order? It's the legal side, um, and. Trump takes exactly the opposite and I guess pays no price for that. I think not only does he not pay a price, I, I want to tell you, I, I saw um, Kristen Soltis Anderson, I believe is the person who who kind of uh, talk, mentioned this and then it clicked for me that like this is exactly right. Like this is exactly what I'm hearing uh, from voters. But I just liked her formulation, which was every we have been thinking about Trump as a chaos candidate for a long time, a chaos leader, a chaos person, right? Nikki Haley in her passive voice, chaos follows him. He is running this time around as the stability candidate. And you think about that just for one second. What he's saying is, no, there's chaos at the border. And I'm going to restore order at the border. There's crime, there's fentanyl, and I'm going to, I'm going to restore order. Uh, he is saying on the economy, the economy's out of control, inflation's out of control. I will restore order. It's not. It's not the out world, of control. The world, there are I just. I know. There. I'm, I'm telling you. I know. The, I know. I know. I'm just framing, inside. I'm exploding. That's the all. Framing, just understand the framing inside. of of you know. I hear and I hear this. I, it's I, it's like wild how often you're. People are like, well, there's look at the like we're in two wars, uh, or like the world is on. You know, they're like the world is on fire, right? There's these, uh, and I don't want America in these wars. And America's not in these wars. Right, right, right. But I'm, and so. Do you know when the violent crime spike began, Sarah? Tr- oh, yeah. <laughs> it began in 2020. <laughs> violent crime is down. Not, ah! in not in Washington, D.C., I got to tell you. It's bad here. Um, so, anyway, my point is, is that they are taking, and this is again, um, Susie Wiles and Chris Lasavita are not good humans. Uh, and they've sold their soul, but they're good strategists. And so they are taking one of Trump's biggest vulnerabilities and they're running right at it and saying, no, he's not the chaos guy. He's the guy who's going to restore stability to the world. He's going to, he's going to restore stability at the border, provide stability on crime, on the economy. And, uh, that's how he's doing great. Hmm. Ah, Okay. Okay, we got to move on because I'm going to have an existential crisis. I was trying to be upbeat. I was trying to give you some of your because Biden was doing good. They're 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 starting to pick up the pace, and I like to see it. All right, I want to talk through something with you uh, that I'm working on for triad today. Okay, 
Hit me. I am thinking about what follows from Mitch McConnell. What comes after? Mm. And I have two two predictions for you. I'd like to hear your your again. I'm not I'm not wedded to this. I'm just thinking it thinking it through, thinking it out loud with you. I believe that the next Republican leader in the Senate will have to be explicitly anti-Ukraine. Yes or no? Hey, Sarah, there's there's more show. Oh, there is. Yeah. Are we still talking? We have more yeah, we're talking. Still, we're still talking. The, oh. the talking goes on, but that's only for the you know the the people who are inside the velvet rope, the the Bulwark Plus members. Oh, they got to subscribe. Yeah. Tell them to subscribe. Tell the people, You should subscribe. Sarah. Guys, why wouldn't you subscribe? You get all kinds of things. You get some some extra uh, me and JVL. You get some extra me and George Conway. Uh, was there other extra things? You get, oh, you get JVL's triad, which mm. if you're not reading that is one of the best things the Bulwark offers. I read it at least once or twice a week. <laughs> yes. Go and subscribe. We'd love to have you.